Hello everyone and welcome back to Ramblings of a Teenage Girl. My name's Elena, writer and speaker of this here podcast. Don't forget to go follow my Instagram at ramblings of underscore underscore teenage girl. Now, on to the episode. Episode 3, To End All. Snow falls out of the sky, covering the city in another blanket of white. The candles in the light posts dance along to the sound of the roaring wind. Few people are out at this time of night. They're the ones who don't have a choice. But there's one person who wants to be out, needs to be out. Her long black coat swishes as she walks along the icy sidewalk. Her foot slips, sending her forward. Her hands fly out in front of her, but not before her face collides with something hard. A warm, sticky feeling starts to drip down her face. Reaching up and pulling her hand away, it's red and sticky with blood. She gingerly touches her nose and recoils. Pain radiates through her head. The pain only annoys her, though, and she keeps walking. As she comes to the end of the path, she she pauses and takes a few steps back. She stares at her reflection in the window, eyes raking over the beaded headband, dark eyeliner, and deep red lip that matches the blood smeared over her face. Looking at herself makes her think how incredibly sad she is and wondering how she ended up this way. The woman continues down the dark alleyway, carefully stepping over garbage and sleeping people. The overhangs of the buildings shelter the alley, making it an ideal spot for homeless to reside. At the end of the alley is a brick wall colored black from several layers of dirt and other unidentifiable substances. She places her hand on one of the bricks and pushes. The hidden door swings open and promptly closes as soon as she enters. The door leads to a narrow hallway dimly lit by lights at the end, where another door is. A grand door, an or- ornate door with intricate carvings and bright lights surround it. Behind the door is a crowded, dimly lit room with low tables with pillows to sit on. A thick haze of heavily scented smoke lingers all around. She crosses the room to a group of people on cushions of varying heights, the most eccentric in the middle. A man with long, sleek, black hair and piercing green eyes outlined by dark eyeliner tracks her as she crosses the room. He lifts the hookah to his lips and blows out a puff of colorful smoke. Hello, Katrina. Hello, Duncan, Katrina says with a curt nod. How have you been, Duncan asks, going for another drive from the hookah. Not as well as you, it seems, Katrina says while taking another look around the room. No, clearly not. What happened to your face? It's covered in blood. Quick, please. Someone get her some towels and water to clean up, Duncan calls to one of his attendants. Soon enough, Katrina is cleaned up and ready to talk. I can assume you aren't here for pleasure, so what's your business? Duncan asks while he eyes Katrina, who steps forward to his throne of cushions. I need your help transporting some things. Any particular request? Duncan asks while taking another drag. Usual arrangements. Payment will be given upon arrival. Your employer is a stickler. Quite a stickler, dear Katrina. Can you do it or not? Consider it done. Katrina stands at the end of a shipping pier, hands stuffed in her coat pockets. Her head swivels back and forth on watch for what's to come. In the distance, headlights cut through the fog. The rickety truck comes to a stop, lurching forward before actually stopping. 
A large man with short cropped hair climbs out of the driver's seat. He walks around to the back of the truck and Katrina follows. When they reach the back of the truck, the man opens the back and reveals several wooden shipping crates. He reaches for one of the crates and opens it. Inside, filled to the max, are hundreds of single paper pamphlets that read, Rise up and rise now. They have wronged us too many times. Join the revolution. End the monarchy. Katrina inspects several more crates to make sure they are all correct. The large man closes the back of the truck and turns to Katrina. Duncan expects his payment. I know Duncan expects his payment, but he must be patient. You'll get your money once the shipment is delivered to where the warehouse. Katrina stares up at the man, daring him to do or say something against her. He huffs, then goes back to the front of the truck. Just as he's about to pull away, the sound of running footsteps and dogs barking pulls Katrina's attention away. She spins around to see a group of city officers running towards her. Don't move. You're under arrest for treason, treason against the crown. Katrina sprints to the truck and speeds off when she's safely inside. They swerve in and out of alleys and back roads, just nearly avoiding the police vehicles chasing them. As the truck flies through an intersection, a police vehicle comes flying out of an alley, blindsiding Katrina and the driver and causing the truck to swerve and roll over multiple times before stopping. The barred door slams behind her, the guard locking it, then walking away. Katrina takes in her new surroundings, a dirty thin mattress on the floor, a bucket in the corner, and several carvings in the walls done by the cell's previous inhabitants. Katrina takes a seat on the mattress and leans back against the wall. How could she have let this happen? What happened in her life to have ended up like this? She knows exactly how she ended up here in the jail cell, in the organization. If only she had told them no. If she had ignored them on the street all those years ago, if she hadn't gone to the rallies and the meetings, if she hadn't handed out flyers or gotten involved with the higher-ups, she wouldn't be in her current situation. But when you're that young and have nowhere to go at the end of the day, and you have no food or money, the organization helped her, saved her. If only she had said no, how different Katrina's life would be. Better or worse, she does not know, but she does know the only reason she ended up the way she is is because she was desperate to survive.